You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. You know, we've all been there. We've all been in that restaurant where we're trying to enjoy our dinner. But we've got that family that's right across the, uh, the way from us. And we can tell that mom and dad are not in charge of what is going on. You know, the kids are screaming. They're running around the restaurant. You can tell they don't go out. And you can tell mom and dad are doing their very best. They're trying to have a good dinner, but it's just not working well for them. And guys, I got news for you. It's not going to work well for you unless you begin that discipline at home. Now, something has shifted in our culture. When I grew up, you didn't see that. When I grew up, people in, in my church when I was growing up were allowed to spank me. People that I didn't know. That's, that's how I grew up. It, 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 in fact, we were allowed to get spankings at school. And I know your kids are watching with you. And, and, they, and, and parents, I know you can, you can tell your kids whether you were allowed to get spankings at school or not. But that was allowed even up until uh, the time that I left school. And so now to see how it has shifted in our culture. Now parents feel like they have to be friends with their kids. Well, guys, I got news for you today. And I I hope you see what the Bible has for you today. But you are not your friends or your kids' friend. Let me me say it again. Say it out loud. You are not your kids' friends. Now, I looked it up because I was interested. And and, and I looked up the statistics. But it says, while only 4% of parents reported spanking often, as many of, uh, of one in six resorted to it as a last resort at some times. So about only 4% think that spanking or corporal punishment for their kids is acceptable. But one in six would do it in a, in a worst case scenario. Now, guys, I want you to hear me today. Not every kid responds well to spanking. Now, when I was a kid, spanking worked well for me, but my little brother, you know, he, spankings was not his thing, but if you made him sit still in a corner, that was just like you were torturing him to no end. So you've got to figure out what works well for your kids, but what you've got to do is you have to understand that it is your job as a parent to get your kids ready to go out into the world. You know, one day they're going to have a boss. One day they're going to have a job. And we all have bosses in this world. And if they do not know how to respond to authority in the home, what makes you think that suddenly when they leave your house, boom, they're just going to be able to shift and respond authority. So if you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. I told you we're going to be in in Ephesians 5 and 6 throughout this family series. Um, And if you ever need a good picture of the family, Ephesians 5 and 6 is great. You can also stick your finger in Proverbs uh, chapter 23. I'm going to land the plane there. Um, But today I just really want to look into what the Bible has 
has to say about raising the kids. And, and that's the title of today's message. What are the keys to raising kids? I think sometimes we all feel lost. You know, my, my littlest one, Noah, or my oldest, Noah, he was born about nine years ago. And I'm here to report to you that nine years ago, I had no idea how to parent my kids. Now, nine years later, I'm still here to report to you. Sometimes I feel like I have no idea on how to parent these kids that the Lord has entrusted me. But you know what? You know what will teach us how to raise these kids? The word of God. You know, everybody always says our, our kids don't come with a manual. That's, that's true in a way, but really it's wrong. Our kids do come with the manual. It's called the Holy Bible, the word of God. And everything we need to raise those kids is right here. So today we're just going to look at three keys uh, to raising your kids. Now, you can follow along on the Hope Church Cleburne app, uh, or if you're watching on Church Online, the notes will be there um, for you. But comment, engage, be a part, get, get along with this. This is, this is so much fun. I know this is not uh, what we wanted to do. And trust me, I don't want to be preaching here to an empty room. I love seeing your faces, but I know right on the end of this camera, you are out there, you are watching now. So let's engage together. Let's make the best of this moment uh, and let's enjoy our time together. All right, let's read Ephesians chapter six, starting in verse one. It says, children, Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. I'm going to pause here because I know, I know we're recording this uh, on Saturday before the weather goes crazy, but I know that I'm going to be sitting in the living room watching this with my children. So I want you to hear this. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. I know I joke all the time. It says, obey your parents that it may go well with you. Some of you didn't know that that was actually in the Bible, but here it is right here. Obey your parents if you want to live. The Bible just says, so verse four is really what I want to dig into today. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instructions of the Lord. So my first point in the keys to raising kids, the first point is do not provoke your kids. Do not provoke your kids. The father's role is not to exasperate his children, but to bring them up in the training and instruction in the Lord. Guys, it is your job as a parent to point your kids in the positive direction. Guys, kids are stressful. Kids, sometimes you just feel like you want to pull your hair out, but it is your job as a parent to point them in the right direction because you have to understand you hold life and death for your kids. It is your job. You are putting things in them that will last them a lifetime. So don't provoke your kids to anger. Listen, the Bible tells your kids that they have to listen to you. So don't take advantage of that. Invest in your kids. Love your kids. Bring them up in the ways of the Lord. Because we have to stand as a parent, you have to walk the, the thin line between instructing and dominating your kids. You have to walk the thin line between instructing and dominating your kids. 
You want your kids to be able to talk to you. You want your kids to be able to bring concerns for you. So you have to walk that fine line between dominating their personalities and being apart. So don't provoke your kids to anger. Show them the ways of the Lord. The second part, and my second point today is teach your kids the ways of the Lord. Number two, teach your kids the ways of the Lord. The culture that we live in is teaching our kids that church is the last resort. The culture around us is teaching us that when we have time left, then, only then, do we have time for God. And you're like, well, pastor, how do you know that? Growing up, I used to play a lot of sports. I know that you look at me now and you're like, well, he's, he's not the most athletic specimen of man, but I, I played a lot of sports when I was a kid. But one thing that did not happen growing up is there was no Wednesday night practices and no Sunday morning games. It did not happen. You know why? Because church used to be important in the culture. Now, if you'll look back when I was a kid in the early to mid 90s, that was when the church was at its height of people coming to church. It was at its height. In fact, it's only declined since the early to mid 90s. And everybody shut down everything. Why? Because God was important. But guys, here's what I want you to understand. If church is an afterthought for your family, then when your kids grow up, God will be an afterthought to your kids. Guys, we have to teach our kids what we want them to do. And if we show them over and over and over and over again that God is not a priority to our family, then why do we expect when they grow up and get older that God will suddenly be a priority to them? You know, I always say, Sunday morning church is a Saturday night decision. And I will tell you, even on a snow day, getting up and watching service is a Saturday night decision. It's tough. I get it. But the rewards that you will get as a family far outseed the time that you will spend. Now, I'm not saying that your kids shouldn't do sports. I'm not saying that your kids shouldn't do extracurricular activities. But what I am saying is you have to make church a priority. Because if you will not make church a priority or following God a priority, then why do you think that suddenly they're going to flip that switch and when they get older, it's not going to be a priority to them. Now guys, I am us millennials. I'm a millennial. And the baby boomer generation, the, uh, the reason that the millennials and Gen Z are fastly leaving the church, and the number one answer I get is because my parents would just show up to church, go through the motions. Why do I want to just be a part of something that goes through the motions? Guys, don't just go through the motions in your walk with God with your kids. Be authentic. Let it change you. Because I guarantee you, if you just go through the motions, your kids will see right through that and they won't want to have anything to do with God the rest of their life. Guys, this is vital. The things that you are setting in place for your kids today, as far as God, as far as their priorities, that is going to be what shapes them from now 
and forever. So the keys to raising our kids. Number one, do not provoke your kids. Number two, teach your kids the way of the Lord. Now, if you put your finger in Proverbs 23, do that. If not, you could flip over to Proverbs 23. We're going to read verses 13 and 14. Now, it goes to the point of discipline. Now, this is, this is the controversial part of this message, okay? So, I told you that, that our kids come with a, a manual. So, many people say, well, well, pastor, I don't know that I believe in, in corporal punishment. I don't know that I believe in, in spanking. I don't know that I believe in grounding or, or, or things like this for my kids. Let me read this to you. Proverbs 23, verse 13. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. 14. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. You will save his soul from Sheol. Now, I'm just going to assume today that we're not all Bible scholars. What is Sheol? Sheol is what it, it would translate to our language as Hades. Now, we have to understand that as Christ followers, that we have not seen the final judgment. So there is, there is a place for those that don't know God that is a waiting until their final, final judgment when they are cast into the lake of fire. Now, this waiting place is called Hades. Those are for the people that don't know God. Now, the people that do know God, they are ushered directly into the presence of the Lord and they're waiting final judgment as well. But what the Bible is saying to you is if you will not discipline your kids, you are risking them going to hell. Now I'm quiet because I want to let that sink in. If you refuse to discipline your kids, the Bible is saying that you might be sending them to hell. But it's saying if you will discipline them, you will save their soul from hell. Now guys, we've all been around those, those people, those adults that you can tell they kind of got away with murder as a child and now they have to deal with, now they're having to deal with as an adult that that's not the way the world goes. So my third point today in the keys to bringing up your children is number three is discipline. Discipline. Many parents want to be friends with their kids, but you are not their friend. You are their parent. Guys, we have all been in those situations, like I talked about earlier, that you can tell who runs the family. Now listen, guys, listen, parents. If you're sitting there with your kids, I want you to hear this. You are in charge. They are not in charge, okay? And you have to show them that you are in charge. And how do you do that? Discipline. Now, how you work out discipline, that's up to you. And it's probably going to depend on your children. You know, I, I have different kids, so we have to do different discipline uh, for each kid. But guys, do something. Don't just let them get away with murder. And then... When you say that you're going to do something for your kid, if you say, will you do this or you're going to be grounded, then you have to follow through with that. Guys, it was a, there was a while back that 
one of my kids, I, I told them if they didn't do something, we had, we had planned on going to a movie. And I told them, if they didn't do what I asked them to do, they were not going to the movie with me. Now listen, I wanted them to go with the movie to the movie with me just as much as they wanted to go. Because we had seen all the movies in this, this trilogy up until this point. But you know what? I had to stick to my guns because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. And I had to stick to my guns and I had to not take them with me. And guys, that broke my heart. I wanted them to be there with me. But here's the thing. As much as it broke my heart that my child was not with me at a movie that I wanted to see with them, it also breaks my heart that one day my child may repeat that behavior and I don't want that to happen. Guys, the Bible tells us that we have to discipline our kids. Guys, and I want you to hear this and I'm, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna repeat it one time because I want you to get it through your head. The key to this point is if we refuse to discipline your kids, you are refusing to love them. If you are refusing to discipline your kids, you are refusing to love them. Because loving your kids is not just giving them what they want. Loving your kids is showing them the ways that they need to go. Because guys, it's up to you. One day, these kids are going to leave your house and if you have not taught them the ways of the Lord, they may depart from it. Now, I know some of you are sitting there but, and saying, I, I taught my kids in the ways of the Lord, and, and, and now they've departed from it. The Bible tells us very clearly, if you teach your kids the way of the Lord, even if they depart from it, they will come back to it. And I've seen it time and time and time again. Praying mothers pray their entire families back in church. God is a miracle-working God, and he can do it. So the keys to raising your kids, number one, do not provoke your kids. Number two, teach your kids the ways of the Lord. And number three, discipline. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you as you're watching there from your couch, uh, hopefully not from your bed, but maybe from your bed or wherever you're watching this, maybe later on in the week, what does this mean to us? Number one, are you pouring into your kids in a positive way? Are you pouring into your kids in a positive way. You know, I want us to hear this. I'm, I'm hammering on discipline, but your kids need positivity in their lives as well. You know, I had, I had the opportunity, you know, before Corona uh, to go in the schools and, and mentor kids. And it was amazing to see how these kids would thrive just with a little positive uh, influence. And you could tell they get no positive influence at home. In fact, one of the one of the young men that I that I I, uh, I mentored, the way that I could get him to open up was to bring him a twenty piece chicken nugget, and a large French fry, and a large Dr Pepper. As long as I brought that, he would he would open up. He just needed somebody to pour in some chicken nuggets and some French fries into his life. That's all he needed. And guys, sometimes you just got to find out what is the love languages of your kids. How do you need to pour into them? What's the ways that they need to feel your love? What are the ways that you need to help them find positive ways to walk with God? Number two is teaching your kids the ways of the Lord a priority to you. 
Is teaching your kids the ways of the Lord a priority to you? Guys, I'm going to say this is very blunt. There's nobody in the room but Noah who's recording me. But I want you to hear this. Guys, would you want your kids to be as committed to God as your church attendance? Would you want your kids to be as committed to God as spotty as some of your church attendance is? Now I know, Corona, some of us, it's required some of us to stay home. But you know what? We've got church online in your living room every week. If you miss church, are you providing church for your kids? Because listen, guys, God is calling you to shepherd these kids towards him. And if you won't do it, you are not honoring the blessing that God has given you. Because guys, face it, every kid that God has given you is a blessing. And it is your job as a follower of Christ to bring up strong followers of Christ for him. You know, our whole world screams that we are in trouble, that, that this world is a, is, a, is a difficult place. It's a dark place, that we are in trouble. But you know what's going to change it? God-fearing parents that raise up their kids in the ways of the Lord. That is what's going to change everything. If you want things to change, raise up mighty warriors for the Lord. Because if we have mighty warriors for the Lord, then they can lead in the ways of the Lord. But right now, our culture is so, so preoccupied with other things than God, it doesn't surprise me that we have so much trouble. So if you want this world to be in a better place, invest in the next generation. Guys, that's why you will always see that next generation ministry around here. I hope you caught Pastor Zoe's 10 a.m. Facebook Live with Hope Kids because the next generation is important around here. It always will be important around here. You know why? Because it is our job as those that have come before them to invest in them and to show them the ways of the Lord. And if we don't do it, then we have failed. And I don't want to be a failure to these kids. And I know you don't want to either. So guys, I know, unfortunately, we had to be home today. But next week, we need to be right here. Today, I got a room full of empty chairs. And there's plenty of room for you and your family. Because not only do you need to sit in these seats, you need your kids to get back there at our Next Gen Ministries and learn the ways of the Lord so that you can reinforce it at home. Stop, stop waiting around. Get these kids in our next gen ministries. Get our staff investing in them and then you reinforce it at home, teaching them what you've learned. And guys, you're gonna see your kids flourish like you've never seen them before. And if you haven't already, I wanna encourage you to sign your kids up for camp. You know, I... I got to go, I got the honor and privilege of going to camp this year, and I, I know I complain about it a lot if, if, if you've heard me talk about it. It was very, very hot, and the food was terrible, but it was a good time to get away with these kids and learn about the Lord. And I got to see these kids come alive in services like I never got to see them before. I got to see them laying on their faces before Jesus and crying out to him at camp. Guys, that's stuff that doesn't always happen at home. And so I want to encourage you. If you want your kids to go to camp, do what you can. 
okay? If you can't afford it, holler at one of us. We'll help you find a way. I know they're doing some fundraisers. We, I know we have some special people in our church that would love to make sure that your kids go to camp. But if all possible, get these kids to camp because it is going to make a lasting difference in their lives. Camp changes the world. There's that little commercial. You're welcome, Pastor Zoe, Pastor Cade. Number three, do you give your kids the discipline they need? Do you give the kids the discipline that they need? You know, I think a lot of time, us adults, we're afraid to give kids the discipline that they need because we're not really disciplined ourselves. We're, we're afraid that we, we, we have all these things that we do that, that's not very disciplined. And we feel like as adults that we're not very disciplined ourselves. So we feel inadequate to discipline our kids. But listen, you are in charge. You are not your kids' friends. You are their parents. You can love them. You could be their confidant, but you are their parents. Okay? There's, there's times today that my mom can give me a look. I'm 36 years old. She can give me a look and I'm like, I'm afraid she's going to kill me. That's because she's my parent. She's not my friend. Now, things change as your, as your kids get to adulthood, and, and we can talk about that some other time. You know, you, you have to shift in the way you, you parent your kids as they get older, and I understand that. But listen, you are their parent, not their friends. Now, guys, listen, I know this is difficult, and I know that um, this is part three of the Full House series. Uh, and next week we've, we've got a special, uh, we, we got a special thing for you. I know why it's special because we were supposed to do this today, uh, but we weren't able to do it. So ne- next week, I, I promise you, we've got a very, 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 very special service for you. You're not going to want to miss it. But guys, this Full House series, God has really just spoken to me that we want solid marriages and solid families here at Hope Church because solid marriages and solid families, that's what changes the world. And so we want to do whatever we can to invest in you, to invest in your family, to invest in your marriage, because we want you to flourish. And if you're looking for that, maybe you're checking us out online. If you're looking for that in a church, we are the place for you. We want you to be involved. We want you to be a part here. Get in the, get in the comments, find our connect card, fill it out, and we'll get with you this week and tell you how you can get involved with Hope Church. Hey, guys. I love you. Thanks for being. I want to close out our time together. I want to do a prayer of blessing over you and over your family because I know that what I'm talking about is some seismic shifts that may have to go on in your family. And I want you to know that you can do it and God's with you. So wherever you are, bow your head, close your eyes. Let me pray a blessing over you before we go. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for these these families, these peoples that are out there today worshiping with us online. Lord, I know that it's not exactly where all of us wanted to be today, uh, Lord, but it's, it's, it's good for us all to be safe. And so, Lord, I pray that a blessing over these families. Lord, I pray a blessing over these parents. Lord, help them to stand strong in what you have called them to do. You have entrusted these beautiful children that they have, Lord, to be a blessing to them. And Lord, I pray that you would shepherd them and you would steward them. Lord, I pray for the grandparents out there that are having to stand in place for mom and dad uh, 
to parent these kids. Lord, I pray that you would just give them the strength and the courage and the wisdom they need to do this. And Lord, I just pray most of all, Lord, that your presence would be felt today wherever anybody is listening to us, Lord, whether it be Sunday morning, whether it be during the week, Lord, I pray that you would be honored in all that we do. Lord, and we ask these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching with us today. If you haven't already, before you get out of here, comment that you are watching, say hi, and I hope to see you next week at 9 and 1030 at Hope Church.